0: Welcome to the BID Academy podcast, the place for entrepreneurs and service-based business professionals to learn new skills, systems, and processes in order to automate your business so you can grow your client database, hustle less, and earn more. Now, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the BID Academy podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. And today I have a very interesting guest, just like every week, but today is a special occasion because I got a chance to meet him in person and get to know him in person. And I'm talking about Devin Butler, who is a highly accomplished entrepreneur and community builder who has made significant impact on the Arizona business community. His expertise in building communities and supporting business growth has enabled him to successfully scale Arizona entrepreneurs, bringing together thousands of business owners across the state. Through his leadership, Butler has created a, a dynamic network of like-minded individuals who share a common goal of building successful businesses. Welcome to the show.
1: Appreciate you having me, man. Excited to, excited to dive in today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we'll, uh, we'll dive in, I would love to hear your story because the last time uh, when I was at the event, I remember you did share, but it was, you did share briefly. And
1: I would like to dive deeper into your story and it's how, okay. how everything started. Cool. So, so where, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to begin? Like when I, when I first started Arizona entrepreneurs or really just like getting started in entrepreneurship altogether? I would say starting in
0: entrepreneurship because I know that it was a, it was kind of a, uh, a transition for you. That's
1: why we started Arizona entrepreneurs. So why? Do yeah. You- yeah. So basically to start to I gotta think back on this and and really remember the specific details so it was it was back in college my sophomore year at college was where this whole entrepreneur bug got implanted into my head and it was because I so my my whole identity my whole passion everything was ingrained in football like I loved football I wanted to go play in the NFL I was like playing college football at the time and that was all I was thinking about like I even remember, like, my, my freshman year going into college when I met with, like, the the office to see what classes and what major I should take. Like, I was like, I'll just take, like, a business management major. But I was not thinking about school or anything after football. Like, it was really just football. And my sophomore year was the first time where I kind of had to come back to reality and think about, okay, like, what, what actually do I want to do after I get done with school? Like, now while I'm in school, what actually do I want to do and what profession do I want to pursue if football doesn't work out? Because at the end of the day, like, there's gonna be there's you know, freak cases or, or even just not getting the opportunity to play at the next level. So, basically, sophomore year of college, I had a knee injury. It was the first time where I had to sit out for pretty much majority of the football season, and I really got to thinking about like, man, what what do I want to do with my life? And you know, I was just doing a lot of research and exploring, and I, I came across the book Rich Dad Poor had Like so many people, so many people's stories that come across that book, and it and it opened up new narrow pathways and really like change people's perspective on life and business, but that book just, it blew my mind because it really felt like Robert was just talking to me in the current state that I was in, all the things that I learned about money growing up, my entire identity was just like, like his, like his poor dad was teaching him. That's like, that's all I knew. And when I saw this whole different way of being able to create businesses, being able to acquire assets and create success, create financial freedom. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like I want to do that. So basically that, that book was like really the thing that sparked, um, me just like really exploring entrepreneurship. I tried drop shipping. Like I had a, <laughs> I had a, a, biz- a business, called Vibe Gear. This was actually the first company I started. So this one, I don't even barely share publicly. Um, but I started a company called Vibe Gear and I had a total of two sales and they were both my football teammates and one of my teammates, they were, they were like knockoff AirPods when AirPods were just becoming popular getting them off alley and Baba. <laughs> and uh my one of my teammates bought a pair and, and literally the day after he's like bro my my airpods are already broken like what is this scam <laughs> and i was like all right this might not be the best business model but anyway i just share that to to put into perspective like through, after i read that book just throughout college i was just trying businesses trying ideas and then i moved out to arizona and same thing i was just trying ideas i tried a videography company. Uh, a lead generation company, an events company. I was just trying to figure things out. And it, it all happened when I like stumbled on Arizona entrepreneurs and starting this community, which was really stemmed from the fact that I was new to Arizona. I had this new passion and this new identity is like, I'm an entrepreneur, I want to build businesses, but I had no idea what I was doing in business and I had no friends, no community around me. So when I when I got out to Arizona, like shortly after, it was basically after the first year of living here I started Arizona entrepreneurs and started bringing this community together because it's really what I was like craving and looking for myself. And I like quickly realized just based on conversations and like through social media and stuff, I quickly realized that there was such a need in the market for this and that so many people were looking for it. So um, once I identified that, that's when I felt like I was like truly stepped into my true calling and what I was supposed to do. I just went like all in, um, tunnel vision on on growing this community. That is awesome. It's quite a story
0: too it's, we do have a similar story in a way because I was, so I was doing Taekwondo for 14, 15 years. Um, and then when, when I moved to Montreal from Europe, um, I decided to, cause I had red belt and then I decided to finally get it done and get the bike belt because when I was a kid, my, like I'd get a red belt and I would train as a red belt for four years. Um, cause my dad would always tell me you need a belt to hold your pants. Like, belt doesn't really mean it. If you don't know what you can't really show much, the belt doesn't mean anything. And that's why I kept that red belt. And then I moved to Montreal. Uh, and then at some point I was like, I looked at how people train in Europe and then how it was in Canada. I was like, maybe I should go for Olympics. So I started training every single day. It was like six days a week. Sunday was the only day off. Uh, but then, as you said, injuries and there were like other things that, uh, play uh played its part uh didn't really happen and i did
1: go into more more into business that's awesome man and i and i feel like there's so much of like what we learn in sports that's forever ingrained in us and that oh, yeah. competitive nature that persistence that that and that's why we a lot of us a lot of entrepreneurs are former athletes because it's a it's a marketplace where you can step into and it's like competitive it's exciting it keeps you on your toes you get to be creative, and. And set a vision and pursue things. So I think there's so many on, so many aspects of sports and athletics within business, and that's probably why we both love it so much.
0: Yeah, can't agree more. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, have so, uh, our result entrepreneurs. It's been three years, right? The last time that the biggest yep. event that, that that you guys did it was an anniversary. Yep, three right. years. Got it.
1: Do you have any plans? for the future? Of course. I'm i I'm a big visionary. So I love to, I love just thinking really clearly on like the things that I want to accomplish, like specifically with Arizona entrepreneurs and just other things that I want to create. And, you know, just thinking, you know, as we're stepping into 2024, um, with it being out of December right now, like moving into the new year, really my, my core focus, like more from the personal side with Arizona entrepreneurs, is as you know, being an entrepreneur is like, you can build a company, but you can also build yourself a job really quickly where you're yeah. wearing all the hats in the business and, and you're yeah. burdening yourself out. So one of the core focuses moving into this new year is really, really prioritizing our team and our operations and building just a seamless process with Arizona entrepreneurs. We've done a great job of building the foundation and building the community, bringing people together, but now just really streamlining our operations and process so it doesn't require you know, so much of my time so I could continue to pursue new ideas and new things that I want to create. So that's a core focus. But the, at the end of the day, like our primary mission with an entrepreneur is bringing together servant CEOs, bringing together quality people who want to add value to each other, who want to build relationships that are mutually beneficial, and then also supporting those entrepreneurs in growing and scaling their companies through mentorship, through coaching. And so it's really like, it's not a specific thing where we're like, yeah, we want to add all these different new features. We just want to continue to do that and continue to elevate what we are already doing and bringing more and more people together. So that's really the the plan with Arizona Entrepreneurs and something that's like been on my heart and that I'm excited to bring to life. Q1 of, of 2024 is, is my next venture, which is going to be community launch. So also being able to help people who are doing live events, who are hosting masterminds, who are hosting retreats and helping them to grow and scale their live events, masterminds, or retreats through all of the frameworks and everything that we've used to scale an entrepreneurs to this point. So I'm really excited to start working with a lot of community builders and start to amplify the impact of community around the world versus just in Arizona.
0: That's amazing. And I really love the way you've, uh, the, the, the model that you used as uh, kind of a subscription in a way. Mm-hmm but you're still, you are part of the community because every, let's say there are so many different, I guess we can call them communities, uh, or networking groups, um, such as the most known one is BNI, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stay very close compared to our entrepreneurs. It's a completely different, well, it is a different model, but it's also mm-hmm. a really different vibe too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like the, the big paradigm that we're trying to shift with our community and I hope you've experienced it like with the events that you've come to is creating experiences and environments where you can step in the room and like genuinely have a good time and want to be there but also meet people and create relationships that are transformational and have the power to like create major impacts in your life so that like nothing against me and I like like you said it's a different model but being able to have like because a lot of those other like referral networks are for, to me, in my experience, it just seemed very transactional, where it's like we're just sending leads to each other, or we're just throwing business cards, trying to see what we can do for each other. Versus like, let's build a friendship and build a connection. Let's go have fun together, and then from there, all the business stuff will take care of itself based on the relationship that we built first. So that's really like our our differentiator and and what we're trying to do that's different than like a lot of the communities that I've been a part of.
0: Yeah, it feels like so at the, at the end at the end of the day, of course, the goal is still the same to grow the business, get clients, uh, but it feels like you're reverse
1: engineered their process. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to look at it. It's the same process, but it's just yeah. leading with the relationship and then the referrals versus just referrals and then relationship. Yeah. That's a good way to look at
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, uh, I was part of, uh, BNI, um, when it was like, like in 2019 slash 2020 when COVID started and it was. Well, I wanted to try to see what it's all about, but it wasn't my like... thing. Sometimes I would, because our meetings were like at seven, seven thirty. I think it was seven thirty a.m. Uh, Maybe eight. And my trainings would, my taekwondo training would finish at like ten p.m. And I was dead. Sometimes I wouldn't hear oh. my alarm. Like I would simply wouldn't. Yeah, because because I was so tired. And mm. uh, you do have like you those. Uh, what do they call it? Well, you can basically miss like two or three meetings without letting people know or at least find yeah, yeah. for yourself and this, yeah, but way too many, way too many rules.
1: Rules. Yeah. No, I, I, I had the, a similar experience.
0: God. <laughs> well, interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you, I see that you are pretty, uh, pretty active on social media, how are you guys using social media to grow Arizona or do you guys do mostly content because i do see the content part but do you also run any ad campaigns or anything like that
1: yeah so with social media like we organically that's where we build like majority of our audience and our audience of who we're able to like promote our events and our experiences and everything that we're doing in the community so a lot of that was built up organically just creating content creating recap videos from the event interviewing entrepreneurs in the community just creative content to put in front of our community, but we, we run paid ads as well. And one of the strategies that we actually implemented that was like game changer, as far as our cost per lead was, um, LinkedIn or excuse me, Instagram DM ads. So being able Mm -hmm. to run an ad specifically to DM call to action. And the reason I like it so much is versus like just running an ad directly to like, say a form or to a landing page where you're going to lose a lot of people on that conversion if they fill out that form when you when they dm you like your message is in their inbox still and you could also send a series of drips and follow up with them from there um oftentimes they'd follow you because they see your profile and they want to engage so you you gain your followers and then um yeah like i said you're just able to follow up from there so that has been like before i ran the same ad campaign same exact ad creative and it was for our for our inner circle membership and one of the ad campaigns i i spent like I don't know. I want to say like co- close to a thousand dollars. And I think I generated like three leads and the DM ad campaign, we were generating leads for $2 per lead and granted like some of them are unqualified, but yeah. it w- it was like a, oh, oh my gosh. Like I was just throwing money in the toilet with this other campaign. Like this has literally brought in hundreds of people for what the other campaign brought in two people. No, a hundred percent. And that's what we've noticed. Like I've, I've,
0: I've seen people doing. Um, DM ads. We've, we've done this. So we were working with restaurants back in 2019 quite a lot. And we were using chatbots for them because mm-hmm. we tried the whole landing page and here's your coupon and come and get it and just show the coupon and you're going to get the discount uh, or whatever the offer was. And then we started doing chatbots. And that's what worked really well for restaurants, but I never thought about doing it for us. Yeah. And then Fast forward, like a couple of years later, I guess, uh, I started seeing this Instagram funnel, like, what's Instagram funnel. So I started learning more and more. I checked it out. Uh, did a couple of tests. Yeah. And as you said, like people are just, you tell them, Hey, DM us the word, like in our case, uh, we're running a campaign right now saying DM us the word of growth and they do. And there we go. We have a conversation, like a real conversation.
1: Exactly yeah it 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 just creates so much autonomy with the lead generation process whether you have like a setter or someone like in the dms managing those conversations and like getting them to a booked call or even just sending directly to a call to action it's still better because like if i click on an ad where it's uh it brings up a form for me to fill out oftentimes i might just close out the ad and then i never see it again unless they're running retargeting but with the dm it's like it's still always in your dm and you're probably going to get another message in 24 hours or whatever so it's yeah, it's a, it's a really effective strategy for, and it, and honestly for communities as well, specifically, because if you're able to like highlight this cool event and experience and mm-hmm. it's lo- local to a community where people are like, what's that? Like, what am I missing out on? And they just got to DM you a specific <laughs> word at like that, that ad strategy works really well. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. We've done, uh, so when, when I had my first agency with two other partners, we've done a couple of events, um. They were going fine. I don't know why, I don't really know why we stopped. Well, because we don't, we working together. Uh, but then one of the partners that, uh, had, uh, Richard Zano, who is the co-founder of building on demand. Um, we decided to come together and, uh, start teaching service business owners and how they could use marketing systems in their business to, to get leads and all the nine yards, as you know, yeah. and, uh. Now that's something that we want to start doing again, Um, and then running all the events. So the last time when uh, my wife and I went to your event, and when it was a three-year anniversary, that was kind of an inspiration in a way. It was like, well, this is cool. We need to do something like this in Montreal.
1: Yeah, man. And let me know when you do, bro. I would love to help and support. I reckon, obviously, you know a lot of like you. You build marketing agencies, and you know a lot as far as like the marketing side and being able to get people to an event but from the like that's that's where the expertise i've developed over the last couple years and where my passion is at and i've been like putting it on pause for the last year because i had to get arizona entrepreneurs into a specific (laughs) spot to be able to like run without me being like full-time in the business but now i'm like dude so freaking fired up to i just had a call right before this podcast with another community builder building like a faith-based community out in dallas and it's like that is the, the new thing that I'm excited to step into and just start helping people grow these communities all around the world. So yeah, you what know are what you're doing. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. We should definitely talk. Yeah. Yeah. I see the building committee is the, uh, I guess I can say the only way to go these days because you never know what's going to happen with your social media account. Exactly. I like ads are keep, uh, the, the cost for. For to to run ads keeps going up, Mm -hmm. so there is really no way for you to. I mean, you could outspend your competitors if you sell a super high ticket service or product. With the community itself, how big of a community do you want to build? Do you want to keep it just as uh, for Arizona entrepreneurs,
1: or were you thinking about launching new ones in different states? So to give you the like clear answer there I might not be able to give that to you because it's it's still in the process of being figured out. So like the the core focus right now is Arizona and just creating by far the best community for business owners in the state of Arizona. So like that's our our first focus and that hasn't changed, but with community launch it kind of opens up a lot of doors whether it's like the a franchise model, is it a licensing model or is it just like a coaching consulting offer. So it's going to start off more so coaching consulting me just working with other community builders and helping them to grow and scale but there could be something just to be said as far as like the longer term over the next year like creating more of like a like a parent company that Mm -hmm. that has then all of these different chapters around the world so i haven't gotten very specific and clear on what strategy makes the most sense and also that like i'm really drawn to but all i know is i want to help create communities all around the world it's just the 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 functionality of exactly how that deal is going to be structured and look is is the the question mark still but that is definitely going to be the next step. Got it. Were there so speaking of committees, were there any
0: books or trainings that you went through or that you read that helped you do that, or was
1: wow. like a trial and error? Dude, it's been so trial and error there. I'm trying to think because there has to be some like resources that help, but not, not specific to, to communities. A lot of it is just like service-based business resources, like whether it's like different marketing softwares and courses that I, that I purchased that are positioned towards service-based companies. But that's like a part, another reason I'm feeling so called with this community sided thing is because I feel like there's not enough. It's any, I, I personally don't know any, but there's not really like, educators that are teaching people how to build communities and run live events like it it's still an untapped market and something that even just over this last year that i think has grown up after covid like people are realizing how important human connection is and then also as you said with like conversion rates and everything going up like how important it is to be able to have community as a business model as well and have a group of people who are who are part of your community so um to answer your question, no, I don't have like a specific course or mentor or anybody that I learned from in this space. One one person that I'm extremely grateful grateful for, Joe Polish, he started Genius Network and built like what I believe is the the best mastermind, the best community in the entire world, home to like the highest level entrepreneurs. So I've been able to have conversations with him here and there where he's giving me good perspective and advice. But as far as like someone that is like just teaching on communities and helping community builders mm-hmm. to grow, there's, there's not really that, that out there yet. Well, I guess that's the blue ocean. It is. And I'm diving in.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, because these days it feels like competition is way too high in each and every industry Yeah, no matter the type of clients that we work with. That's even, even, in the agency world, coaching, it's like all over Early. the place, exactly. but the, indu- the, the entire industry is growing way too fast. Yeah. And I think I was reading that they, uh, by 2030 it's going to be a one trillion dollar industry what is the
1: events industry
0: uh to... it was coaching oh gotcha Co- like coaching yeah. courses yeah yeah because people i believe that because people don't want to go to like they're willing to buy a course from someone who has been there done that and instead of going back to college and taking a course like a six-month
1: yeah. course and it's such a genius model like obviously that you got to be careful about it because there's some people that are selling courses maliciously but like the to be able to tap into somebody's knowledge who has like built something that you're trying to build it just i'm such a believer in finding mentors and people that can cut that learning curve down like what i accomplished in three years i easily could accomplish in one if i had like a clear roadmap i had to go through all the pitfalls and valleys and learn all the lessons so yeah well, even with that, I mean, I guess we, we all,
0: we all need to learn our own, our own lessons because I've, I had, uh, I went through coaching programs and bought courses and tried to figure things out myself, but then those coaches definitely help mm-hmm. when there's someone who
1: takes you by the hand and just guides you through every single step. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> learn, learning through everybody else's like lessons and experiences. So you don't necessarily have to like experience it yeah. in a in a hurtful way, as far as like losing money or losing that ton of time, being able to like learn from coaches or mentors experiences is powerful. Oh yeah.
0: Where can uh, people learn more about Arizona uh, entrepreneurs, especially if they're local?
1: so arizona entrepreneurs is our instagram like at arizona entrepreneurs spelt out and that's where we're the most active and where all of our events and experiences and everything is listed so that and then our website's arizona entrepreneurs.com which has all the information as far as our memberships our events coming up and and really just learning more about the community and then my personal is at devin ray butler on instagram and you know, I could answer all the questions in regards to AZ entrepreneurs and and getting connected with that community, and then also growing communities around the world. Perfect. Well, Devin, I mean,
0: thanks a lot for being on today's interview, being on the podcast. I do it's really weird. appreciate your time. And as I always like to say, time is the most valuable asset. And I
1: appreciate I appreciate you sharing it with me. Of course, man. I appreciate you having me on. I love love talking about this stuff. So I'm grateful for you, brother.
0: Yeah, we'll have a we'll hopefully uh we can have you back some other time
1: for sure for sure we'll have to connect again in 2024 and see have a have a catch up of, of where everything's at yeah that's it thank you for listening if you
0: found this content available it will mean the world to us if you subscribe and share your favorite episode with your friends also leave a review and let us know what you think about our podcast and what you'd like us to cover next If you want to build a marketing machine that will bring you qualified leads on a daily basis, head over to bidacademypodcast.com slash roadmap and download our nine-step roadmap that will help you automate your day-to-day tasks and get those qualified leads so you can hustle less and earn more. Once again, go to bidacademypodcast.com slash roadmap.